What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our digitally remastered reviews of the TV show Arrow. As you guys know, uh, we had four seasons done of Arrow that have been posted here on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Back when I used to live stream The Booch Cast on my personal YouTube channel, which is at Booch365 before we got our uh, new and improved Boochcast YouTube channel which has all of our Boochcast YouTube content that you can check out. Now some of you might be wondering why there is no Arrow Season 5 posted on here. Instead I have uh, three classic uh, pay-per-view reviews. Two were brand new. One was a classic from the SoundCloud days thrown in here. Well that's because I decided to keep that video on that page and just repost it to the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter pages, which is where you can go check them out. You can go to our Boochcast Facebook page and our Twitter page, both at the Boochcast, if you want to check out that Arrow Season 5. Also on the YouTube channel, if you scroll down the front page, there is a playlist that has it up there, and you can check that out. Well, now we're getting back into the swing of things here on the audio version with Arrow Season 6. And I'm going to try to see if I can get Arrow Season 7 on here after I'm done editing that and remastering that. If I'm able to, I'll have both them together. If not, then Arrow Season 7 will drop next week. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update there on how things are going. So I kind of threw some pay-per-view reviews in last week to kind of fill the void, but now we're back with the Arrow reviews. So there's nothing left for me to do now, but take a short break here, and when we come back, Zach and I will be talking Season 6 of Arrow here on the Boochcast. So you guys sit tight. We shall return right after this.
Hello, and welcome back, welcome back. to the Boochcast. During the break, we played the theme song to quite possibly the most popular show on CW right now. A show that is sweeping the nation. Of course, the theme song to Arrow. Which means, I say now, the moment of truth has finally come. Where we are now going to discuss the recent sixth season of the CW show Arrow. We are now here for the Arrow recap. Now, the biggest difference between those recaps and now is because the first four, we pretty much went episode by episode just to refresh some people's memories. Season five, yeah, season five, we kind of hit a lot of major hot spots. Today, we're going to hit some even more major hot spots. So it's not going to be episode by episode, but we are going to hit a lot of storylines. So that being said, let's kick in season six of Arrow. Now, of course, this is the aftermath of season five. Now, at the end of season five, obviously, Oliver and William are on the uh, boat with Adrian Chase. Yes. Far away from the island, which is about to explode. Uh, Chase ends up shooting himself in the head, killing himself, because Oliver ingeniously finds a way to shoot him in the leg, get his son back without killing Chase. Chase kills himself, the island explodes, Mm -hmm. and the island is destroyed. And of course, in flashbacks, Oliver manages to kill Kovar and his men. He reaches the boat in time and calls his mom on the way home. So the end of season five basically concluded all the flashbacks. Yes. We now know everything that happened to Oliver during his five years in hell and what led to him coming back to Star City. And everything that we've been seeing since then. So we get to season six, which is the fallout. Now, I will say the big question here is what are they going to do about the flashbacks? Because now there's no more. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the flashbacks were so popular with the viewers that they decided to throw them in here. So, on the first episode, the flashbacks is the aftermath of the island because you find out who survived and who didn't. So it turns out, Felicity survived the explosion. John survived the explosion. Pretty much everyone on Team Arrow survived the explosion. Yes. Except for Thea, who went into a coma. Yep. William's mom, who died. Yep. And Malcolm Merlin, who died before the thing even exploded. He sacrificed himself. But we found out later that he did die because the actor went on social media thanking the Arrow team and everything because now they've said he's done on the Arrow franchise. So basically, the only time you're going to see Malcolm Merlin is in Legends of Tomorrow. You might see him there. But his time on Arrow is up. Malcolm Merlin died, sacrificed himself, saving Thea. So other than that, everybody else is pretty much back in the action. And now we're seeing all the fights, all the drama, all the excitement. And, you know, obviously Thea's still comatose, but apparently Oliver is now dealing with one of the biggest struggles of his life, which means he's juggling not just being the Green Arrow, but also being a dad. Because now he's pretty much raising William all by himself. But in the very first episode, we find one problem with that. And it goes a little something like this. This might be a late night razor. I remember when your late nights were more like early mornings. Thankfully, I've exchanged club openings for police academy graduations now. Another nightmare. I know how to get them back to sleep. Okay. Hey, buddy. Where's Reza? I'm here. It was just a dream. But the bad man was in my dream. He's why my mom's gone. Well, he can't hurt you anymore, William. He's gone. 
Oh, he's not. Batman's here. Buddy, I'm confused. I'm... Where do you think the Batman is? Now, obviously, because this is audio, you can't see this, but William basically points at Oliver and 100% blames him for why his mom is dead. Now, that's like one of those holy shit moments. Yeah, it was. Yeah, where you realize that Oliver has his work cut out for him because he basically has a son who straight doesn't like it. Yeah, and blames him 100% for his mom's death, which, to me, I'm sorry. Look, I understand that DC superhero movies are supposed to be depressing. I understand that every hero's supposed to have all this element of tragedy in his life. But we literally just saw in the last episode of the previous season, he saved his son from being killed. You watch the dude shoot himself in the fucking head, causing the island to explode. And William blames Oliver. Why? Like, I'm sorry. To me, that's a stupid fucking storyline. Okay. I'm sorry. It didn't make sense to me at all. What did, did it make sense to you? It does make sense. He does. He, his life was fine until Oliver came back into his life, and now his life just went to shit. He, I can see why he blames him, blames Oliver, his dad. For death of his mother, I get it. But then again, I also see your point of it as, as well. He, his life was fine until his daddy came back into his life and his life fell apart. Almost. Yeah, okay. You gotta so, look in the prospect. Yeah. He never knew his father. You saw in the previous issues what his mother did. Told the mama to fuck off. Yeah. Basically. She, yeah, she was gonna pay her to get an abortion. She told her to go to hell. She dumped Oliver. And Oliver didn't even know she, she was did. pregnant. No clue. Yeah. And basically the whole thing was, you know, she told him she could see William as long as she didn't tell anybody about it, which he didn't, which caused the whole Felicity fiasco to happen, yep. which was even more fucking stupid. Just everything. Like, you know, like the one time it's actually okay for Oliver to keep a secret, that's the downfall of his fucking relationship. I'm just like... Some of these storylines in Arrow are just stupid to me. It, like, I want to like this show, and I do. Just certain things like this make me go, okay, I can't watch this crap. Like, Arrow's the type of show I honestly believe, and I learned this from season five. I have to binge watch. I can't watch once a week. Nope. I need to know in advance that if something stupid is happening, the stupid thing is going to go away before I can watch it. I just do. I have to. I can't sit through that high level of BS. But anyway, okay. what stood out to you this season? What stood out to me that he actually connected back with his son in a good way. That his son started trusting, started, he started becoming a father because he had a lot of shit on his hands. He had to be the mayor. He had to do this. He had to be the green arrow. He had to deal with a lot of crap. Yeah, Oliver decides to put everything back in perspective, and he decides, you know what? I'd rather just focus on being the mayor yeah. and being a dad. Yeah. So he decides to do a little passing of the torch. Oh, he passed the torch. Thanks for meeting me. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk to you about a few things. What is it, all? I'd like you to do something for me. If it's suit up as Green Arrow, Felicity and I already talked about it and we don't think it's enough to take the heat off of you. It's not why I'm asking. You're serious. Every time that I'm out there as the Green Arrow, I'm a target. Of the FBI, of the Bratva. Of the threats that are out there and the threats that are undoubtedly coming. And on my own, I can take it. I'm not on my own anymore. 
cannot be responsible for my son losing the only parent that he has left. Oliver, Star City needs the Green Arrow. It just can't be me anymore. So I'd like it to be you. So there's now a passing of the torch, and John is now the Green Arrow. Yep. And at first, everything's going good until they find out that John has some kind of like hand tremor thing, yeah. and he actually starts taking drugs to, you know, stop it, steady his hand. So obviously, this causes all types of drama, and what it does is it's now causing dissension within the team. Because now, John's at risk, the team's at risk, Oliver has to come back in at some point. All this drama ensues and leads to a civil war. It's a big clusterfuck. Yeah, basically. Just one big, giant clusterfuck. Kind of reminds me of last year. Yes. (laughs) There's a sports series. Not even close to being like that. And in the end, it just causes a lot of turmoil. But before we get to more of the turmoil, you know, we do find one silver lining in the midst of all of this craziness, and that is the return of Thea. Yep. Check this out. That, that was a holy shit moment for me. Are you okay, Mr. Diggle? Well, I'm happy as hell to be getting out of here. And it's John. William. It's Mr. Diggle. And you was a green arrow for my dad, right? That's right, William. But if you were here... Last night, who was at the stadium? Greener wasn't at the stadium last night, buddy. Just, uh, just his team. Okay. Hey, man, let's go pull the car around here for Mr. Diggle. All right. I'm sorry you had to step in. And I'm sorry you had to lie to your son. I don't want to lie to him. But I can do it if it's temporary. Subbing in for the real Green Arrow. What do you mean? I mean, as soon as you're healed up, I want you to put that hood back on. Oliver, I like the way that sounds. Makes two of us. I'm almost ready, Doc. Um, actually, I'm here for Mr. Queen. It's your sister. Something's happened. a whole lot better than this cranberry jello. William made the stuffing. The young man can cook. Yeah, just like his father. Risa, help me a bit. <clears throat> Risa? As in our Risa? As in our Risa. Yeah, but uh, I, have a, I have a lot to catch you up on. So. Yeah. I'll uh, save you some stuffing for later if you want. Empty the you. I would love that. How did you make such a miraculous recovery? Lazarus pit water. She's kidding. Her blast victims like the in a minimally conscious state. The trick is just to find the right drug to literally wake her brain up. 
In this case, a new form of sulpidum. It's not even on the market yet. I mean, so more like cutting-edge neuroscience than, I don't know, a miracle. That seems pretty miraculous to me. Miss you very much. I love a Thanksgiving. I've never had more to be thankful for. So we have the one happy moment with Thea being back. And of course, now the drama's starting because no soon after Oliver passes the torch, he has to put the hood back on and be the Green Arrow yep. and now has to lie about it. Yep. Which is, that's the thing about Oliver. He's always in situations where he has to lie to people. He wants to clean up his act. He wants to start telling the truth. But then shit happens shit and he's got to start the lying process again. And also, I do like the little thing in there where he's like, it's John. No, it's Mr. Diggle. <laughs> I like lines like that because that guy's saying John because he doesn't want to be too formal. But he's like, my kid needs to learn to say Mr. Whatever. So I kind of like that little parenting thing that's thrown in there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Would you take? I was happy. I was like, yeah, she's alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. was a holy shit. I was like, ah. Yeah. And then of course Slade comes back into yep. the mix. Slade comes back. He was looking for his son. He asked Oliver first help to find his kid. Yeah, I think they found out and his, they thought his kid was kidnapped by this group. He turned out to be either a member or a leader of this group. Yeah. And shit just hit the fan. But eventually, um, what's even more funny about the whole thing is the fact that you know at first Slade was shocked that Oliver would do it, but he said, hey, you helped me now I'm gonna help you so now I, and it's easy for him to do because John was the green arrow so it was everything was working out perfectly until everything just went to shit literally yeah and then the whole thing happens next thing you know there's all this turmoil because now uh, we find out that you know there's this guy uh, Kate James Ken James who's hacking into everything, trying to stop all this stuff. Apparently he thinks Oliver killed his son. And, you know, he goes through all that rivalry and Oliver's like, I didn't kill your son. What are you talking about? Then he finds out later who killed his son. Uh, The Black Canary. No. I forgot. Ricardo Diaz. Oh, Ricardo Diaz. That's right. Ricardo Diaz. I forgot about that. And he kills off Caden James, becomes the new bad guy. Can I explain Diaz? Go, go ahead. I've been around people when I was in Australia, around people who were crazy. I mean, mentally crazy. Okay, I live with one of them practically. But this guy right here is, let's just put, awesome at what he does. And what he did to his old high school bully was he... I actually have the... Golly. But what he had to go through, he was an orphan and everything else. How Oliver grew up, he had parents, he had money. Diaz didn't have shit. Has a scar from where his bully burned him right there. And we'll get to that eventually, but I do like this new arrow villain because he's ruthless. I was like, yes. This is a new side to a villain we've never seen before. He's even worse than um, Ra's al Ghul, almost, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, well, Ra's al Ghul had a set of morals that he yeah, lived by. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was a man of honor, fought and everything. Like, like even when you killed Oliver the first time, he yeah. had that, like, little speech about, you know, send the, about his spirit and everything. And Oliver recited the same thing back to him when he killed him because Ra's wanted Oliver to succeed him. So there was a form of mutual respect there. Even Damien Dark, he was yeah. a little crazy. But he had, like, Damn tricks and everything, God. shit, and everything's great. Shit. And even mm-hmm. Chase, he just had a personal issue with Oliver yeah. everything. Ricardo Diaz was just straight up, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, straight up gangster on his ass. <laughs> he was a gangster. Yeah, he was a gangster. He was not afraid of shit. No, and he like, literally was willing to go off on absolutely everybody. And he tries to join this mob group called the Quadrant. Yeah. 
which is like the four main guys you pretty much run everything. everything. They're like the ultimate mobsters. So anyway, uh, Ricardo Diaz at one point tries to join the group. Yeah. And I've got a lot of stuff here that I'm going to show. But this this one audio clip, this is Ricardo. Now apparently he made arrangements, him and Black Canary, mm-hmm. made arrangements with this one guy that, hey, you do this for me, I'll introduce you to the Quadrant. Yeah. Found out later the dude was lying. Turns out he's the son of one of these main guys. Well, Ricardo decided, okay, you're going to lie to me? You're going to take credit for my sweat equity? Boom, I'm going to kill you. Killed his ass. Yep. So now he's in front of the quadrant. Check this shit out. You've killed my son. C4 killed your son. Do you have any idea who I am? Who we are? Yeah. That's why I wanted to meet if you know who we are, you know I'm not going to kill you for what you did to my boy. Well, that's a relief. I'm going to send you someplace far away from here. To a hospital I own. They know every way there is to keep a man alive as other men carve pieces out of him. Sure. Sure, you go that way. You could try. But if you do, it'll cost you billions. Annually. Take him. But make sure he doesn't die. Wait. He killed my boy. Frankly, I'm surprised your dead son made it this far. Talk as if your life depended upon it. Because it does. Like I said. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Mr. Cartier's son was supposed to arrange this meeting without bloodshed. But Cartier Sr., he wanted to go another way. Because you're not fit to be in the same room as us. You're a street thug. Not even qualified to work on one of our crews. I came to this meeting because I have a business proposition. You know what's happening in Star City, right? I see it's falling apart. I've seen chaos. No, 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 no. Controlled chaos. What you see as dysfunction, I see a machine running on full efficiency. I control the PD. City Hall, the ports, the rails. I control everything. And it could all be yours. All of it. In exchange for one thing. One thing. A seat. At this table. I don't see an empty chair. Even if there was one, I would never sit beside the man who killed my own blood. He pushed me to it. And he pushed. And he pushed. And he pushed. A man's got his limitations. And you are mine. Look at you. A street thug who couldn't even keep himself out of prison. You're nothing. 
a loser. successful because we're deliberate, disciplined, and precise. We're not animals killing each other for scraps. We are civilized. This is not. But your proposal intrigues us, Mr. Diaz. We'd like to hear more. Not bad. Not bad. He basically just says, fuck you. I'm going to be in charge of everything, basically. <laughs> I got to tell you, this is the one thing I will say about Diaz. Mm-hmm. You got 10 guns pointed at you and you shoot one of the main guys in the chair. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, y'all must really suck at this. <laughs> How do they not pull the... He shot one guy and 10 people with guns did nothing. No. Nothing. Can you explain this to me? I got nothing. No- I didn't get the logic behind. How? How does that happen? I mean, first of all, put chrome-plated balls on this guy <laughs> for doing it. But none of them shot him. None of them pulled the trigger. And they even said, like, your proposal intrigues us. So... Yeah, so, yeah, obviously they're interested, and, you know, obviously he's giving them all the information, and he ends up joining the quadrant. He did. He takes the guy's spot, and overall, just loving the fact that there's not a single give-a-fuck in him. Like, this dude is not afraid of everything. He ends up controlling every aspect, to the point where Oliver can get attacked by the police department. Yeah. Are assaulting him, and he's the fucking mayor. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's how crazy... This shit got. Yeah. To where they have no other option. And of course, uh, one thing Zach mentioned before mm-hmm. was the childhood bully. <laughs> I'm gonna show this. And I'm gonna now here's the thing. I want you to hear just the audio of this. Yeah. I've been waiting an hour. Get up the stairs. I know you hate waiting. Who's this? That last thing I have to take care of. I've got kids. They need me, please. Please, don't hurt me. Whatever you want, I can give it to you. Be lucky if you got two dimes to rub together on a good day. How do you know me? Jesse Frederico. Jesse. Meet Laurel. I don't think people are supposed to know that Laurel's working with a crime lord. <sighs> crime lord. Crime lord. I love the sound of that. 
That's really disappointing. I thought I made a bigger impression. On your knees. Blisters. I had raw, cracked skin. For weeks. Hey, Jesse. Hey. You still like fire? Recording. I promised myself when the time was right that I get my paper when I wasn't a loser. Okay, now I know what some of y'all might be thinking, and the answer is yes. That happened. He set that some bitch on fire. Yep. He lit his former bully on fire, and I gotta tell you right now, I had a 50-50 thought on this issue. On the one hand, obviously, it's a fucked up thing to do, yeah. and Ricardo is clearly out of his mind. But at the same time, anybody who's ever been bullied in school, you know, there's a part of you that pictured yourself as Ricardo. And the bully is Jesse lighting that some bitch on fire. If you didn't, if you didn't have that thought running through your head, you were never truly bullied as a kid. Because I'll tell you right now, I had that thought running through my head. Oh yeah. You know, I, I looked. There's times where I've thought about, you know, tracking down a high school bully and lighting and kicking his head. So I'm saying, so it kind of makes you look at it from two different perspectives. Yeah. Which is what I particularly enjoyed about that whole ordeal. But I think the one thing that stood out to me in the entire series was, I think, the fact that all the fights that happened amongst the team. Because so much drama was happening. Obviously, the FBI is out to get Oliver Queen. Determined. They're convinced he's the Green Arrow. They're convinced he is the Hood. And they want to do everything they can to bring Oliver down. No matter what vulnerable state he's in, they are trying to make that happen. And then also, you know, of course, there's the whole 
you know, Oliver going through his impeachment process yep. and eventually getting impeached, yep. you know, and then uh, Ricardo takes over the whole town. But slowly but surely, the team begins to abandon Oliver. Yep. And it leads to a moment where, at one point, all Arrow has left is John and Felicity, and that's about it. And Black Canary walks away, Mr. Terrific walks away, Wild Dog walks away, yep. because Oliver's trying to find out who the guy is, someone on the team, has, is ratting him out and going to testify against him. Yep. So he's putting tracking devices on everybody, he's accusing everybody, but he never once accused John and Felicity because Oliver trusts them more than he trusts the other yep. people because they're new to the team. Now, on the one hand, obviously, they're all offended by it. Yeah. Until it's revealed that Renee is actually the one that's going to yep. testify. But then Oliver finds out later that the reason is because they were going to take his daughter away. Or prevent him from getting his daughter back. Which, you know, Oliver, I guess, on some level could have understood. Even though Oliver said, I would have protected you. So it's that big argument. But I don't blame Oliver for what he did for only one reason. In the last season... They had the girl on the team who betrayed them. Yeah, that's true. They did. She turned on them right around the time when Oliver confessed that the Hood and the Green Arrow were the same person. And everything that Oliver was doing in the first couple seasons where he was basically just saying, you failed this city and just straight up killing people. That was pretty much what he was doing when he first got back. But then obviously Oliver's mission changed. He changed. He grew up. Some of the guys understood that. The one girl did it and decided to betray them. Yeah. So if one person on a team is gonna betray you, yeah. and you find out that someone else on the team is betraying you, naturally you're gonna look for the new people. True. You're not gonna turn to the guy that's been with you since day one. Which is why in movies it's always a shocker when it's the guy that's been there since day one. Granted, it was not in this scenario. Yeah, I love it. But I'm just saying in general, you kind of know, okay. This guy would never do that to me. This guy would never do that to me. I'm not too sure about this guy. Yeah. So you're going to accuse that one person first. It's just, it comes with the territory. Now, of course, you find out later it's not that person and it was the person you've no longer. That's more fucked up in your head. (laughs) But that wasn't the case. Well, apparently, this leads to an all-out fight. Civil War. And it goes a little something like this. Get to the car! Grenade! Yeah. <laughs> 
to each other. Does this look like justice? It's nobody's fault but theirs. Do you sound just like Oliver? We formed this team so we wouldn't be like that. Like him. Dinah, I don't want to start today. Basically, there's a civil war going on. Now, the backstory behind this is obviously uh, Dinah's husband, Vince, turned out to not be dead from the explosion that caused her to become the Black Canary in the first place. Now, part of the flashbacks throughout this entire series, in addition to showing what happened on the island, was also the backstories of everybody. You get deeper into into the Arrow team and more about their information and who they are and everything else. So apparently, there's a Laurel 2, which is fucking weird, basically from a whole other dimension, kills Vince. Yes. Who I couldn't tell for the longest time was good or bad. Turned out to be like, I think it was a double agent, wasn't he? Like an undercover? Was a cop that just went kind of cuckoo. Yeah. And of course, Dinah wasn't happy about it, so she's trying to get justice, which is also causing dissension because apparently they need Laurel alive. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to protect her to get the intel that they need and everything else. And also, because she's willing to help them bring down Diaz at one point, like, she turns good, and then bad, and then good. Like, it's just, it's like one big show where everybody's the big show. <laughs> they do more heel and face turns than the big show. Yeah. They're just flopping back and forth. You can't tell who's the good guy and who's the bad guy halfway through the midst of all this shit. 
So they have this big fight, and of course, you know, Renee gets hurt because Oliver said, stand down. Motherfucker pointed a gun at him, so Oliver did what he had to do to subdue Renee, which ended up him putting him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So now, not only is there now dissension amongst the entire team, now Oliver's having dissension amongst Felicity and John and everything. Now, him and Felicity are just having fights. They're not obviously not getting divorced. They don't get divorced. Although at one point, Oliver gets uh, some kind of vertigo drug in him. He hallucinates and thinks that she's divorcing him, <laughs> which causes a lot of craziness. It does. It almost makes him revert back to being the hood mm -hmm. until Felicity finally shows up and goes, no, you're high. <laughs> I never was going to divorce you. You hallucinated that shit because you are high as fuck. Okay. So anyway, and then this also leads to another big moment for me. And this is this was my favorite moment in the Arrow series mm. is the Oliver Queen, John Diggle fight. So basically, yeah. So there's a, there's a climactic moment where John and Oliver, because John wants to be the Green Arrow again. But mm -hmm. Oliver won't give it up. Because that was a deal that Oliver made. He wanted to leave and be the Green Arrow. But apparently, John has done such a shitty job as Green Arrow that Oliver doesn't trust John to put the hood back on. Yeah. So Oliver's trying to stay on as long as possible to end this siege. Well, John's not happy about it, and it leads to this moment. You guys got to hear this fight. Because this, to me, I'll tell you why. One thing that Zach mentioned earlier in this show is how we all just as a group of friends we roast the shit out of each other Ooh, yes we do every now and then like we we it gets bad like we we take it to levels to where if you somebody and I take it to levels but here's the thing it's where some where if somebody who didn't know us said this shit we beat the fuck out of them yeah. Like, that's how deep it gets. But there's a moment towards the end, and, I'm, and I'll bring it up when he gets there, where there are vicious burns. Oh, there are some big... Where it's just like, oh shit, and you think it's over. And then they it's respond not. with another one. Fucking great. So, watch this unfold. Because these guys have been together since season one. From the very first episode. Yes, they've been a team. John went from being Oliver's bodyguard and driver to practically helping him run his whole operation. Yep. He was there back when he was just the hood. Yeah. And I mean, it's Oliver to go on another path. So these guys have been through up and down. But here but it gets interesting. is where it gets interesting. So you got to check this shit out. Kiss the mayor? Yeah, I did. And with it, some clarity. Oliver is totally within your rights to keep the hood. It's yours. And you're right. My frustration was never with the uniform. It was with the man underneath it. I don't understand. I didn't either. Not at first. I so appreciated your apology. But something about it gnawed at me. That you needed to be the Green Arrow. That it completed you. This was supposed to be about saving the city. Helping the people. Not ourselves. I know that. It's a little too dangerous. And I've lost just a little too much along the way for it to be about that. But yet here you are. You've gotten married, raising a son, you become the mayor. So what? So Oliver, you were never supposed to stretch yourself so thin and in so many different directions that the people suffer. We have been in tough spots before. We have, with a team. Even before Curtis, Renee, and Dinah, there was Roy, 
There was Dia, but Oliver, the way you lead alienates everyone and everything around you. Look. Putting the team under surveillance was a mistake. We had an opportunity to save the vigilante. You made a different call. The same with Laurel and the money. When did all of these just magically become my decisions? I seem to remember you right there next to me. Begging you to exercise restraint. Caution, Oliver. But that's not you. You have changed. You've grown so much, and it's been my honor. It's been my privilege to watch you. But, Oliver, you're still you. And if you're just doing this for you, like you just admitted... I didn't say I was doing it just for myself. This isn't 100% for our city. Then you are not the hero that it deserves. And you never will be. Ricardo Diaz has... God knows how much of our city in his grip. And you're picking now to lecture me or to whine about not getting a promotion? Promotion? This isn't about a promotion, man. This is about you. And Diaz, you still can't see it. See what? He's already won, Oliver. He has the city wired, and it happened under your watch. He showed up while you were the Green Arrow. You bought drugs from him, John. You funded what he is doing right now yeah. the entire time i put you in that hood and you hid having a drug problem and i was putting my body through hell for the sake of our city no you put the team at risk by lying i had to dive off a bridge to save renee's life because you were in the field you weren't 100 percent and nobody knew it you really want to bring up renee right now when he is still hospitalized for the beating that you put on him we were in the field against dinah curtis and renee he pulls a gun on me you think he gave me a choice i think that you leave a trail of bodies every damn place that you go sure you've changed but what comforts that to william whose mother's dead because of the bad decisions that you've made. My trail of bodies doesn't include my own brother. vicious burn I have ever seen in my life. 
I had never seen a more vicious burn. My trail of bodies doesn't include my own brother. Like, because he had him on the ropes. John did. Yeah. With that line about, you know, William and his mom, the bad decisions his father made, and all the other shit. And you look at Oliver like he just realized, and then he just goes, hey, you killed your brother, man. Burn! Just, and that was enough to cause the fight. So obviously, this causes John to leave completely. Yes. So John walks away. Now, Felicity never completely walks away. Oliver just basically says, tells Felicity, I need to do this on my own. I need to go back to being just by myself. So Felicity kind of respects that to a degree, but then basically says, I need to do this because I'm going insane not knowing where you are, not being the overwatch and not seeing where you are and that you're safe. So it's not like she's a wife who wants to keep tabs. She just misses, you know, doing her job and everything. So that's the way I look at that scenario. But to me, that was just a great scene overall. Like, I loved the back and forth and how you can listen to both sides and see how both of them are right. Very true. Like, with Oliver, he said, like, you know, Renee's in the hospital. He pulled a gun on me. Like, it's the truth. Like, and here's the thing. It's like, if someone tells you a million times, whether you're in a fight with somebody, whether it's a cop or whatever or a hero or whatever, and they tell you, stand down. Put the fucking gun down. That's why I want to do this. If he tells you to stand down and you don't stand down, it's like, did I have a choice? Uh, so anyway, we now have all this in here. Yeah. All this turmoil. So now yep. Oliver's all by himself. He's on his yep. own. Yep. So now basically, basically relying on basically himself. Of course, you have Anatoly who comes back and yep. he's working with Diaz. But now it's like he's having to change a heart because basically he is fucking crazy. Well, yeah, Anatolia he's the definition of a sociopath. Because Anatolia was part of the Brapa, you know, yeah. where they did things. They did crime, murder, but they had like an honor and a code and things yeah. like that. And apparently, the Brapa almost kicked him out because they thought he was weak because yeah. of his friendship with Oliver. Oliver went back to Russia to wash away Anatoly's debt. Yeah. He washes it away, but Anatoly still wants to work with Diaz because he's losing his way. He's eventually going to find his way back, and he finds his way back through something interesting where Oliver has a fight with Diaz. Oh, that's right. Where basically the bet is loser leaves town. So this is very much an intriguing scenario. Very intriguing. And I'm going to play it. Should I play it? Yeah, go ahead and play it. All right, check this out. This is the fight between Oliver and, 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 and Ricardo Diaz now. So check this out. Your friends just blew up $12 million in next-gen firepower. I don't have any friends. Pickles. You see this man? Savior of the city. It's pathetic. I feel like you can do better than that. Stop it. This is pointless. You said you had planned for him, that you need him alive, no? Yeah, but I thought we have ways of dealing with conflict like this. We fight with honor, we don't do this. You want me to fight him fairly? Life ain't fair. Every drop of blood you draw from prone man is a sign of weakness. Your weakness. Let's go. 
not do this for you. <clears throat> Let's make things interesting. I put you on the ground. You leave Star City forever. You put me on the ground. I'll do the same. That fair enough for you? Yeah. Think you're so tough? Did you spent five years in hell? Like I said, life ain't fair. You, you have failed this city. I'm gonna take it back. Maybe you won't be so smart when he wakes up. So this right here pretty much cements the fact that Diaz is letting Oliver know that he owns him. Yep. Of course, we find out in the midst of all this that, you know, officially that Diaz controls everything. Yep. He plans to destroy Oliver and everything he cares about. He manages to get him impeached yep. from the mayor. So now at this point, Oliver's like, I have nothing left to lose anymore. But he realizes in this moment that Diaz is under so much control, he can't beat him. So Oliver basically does the one thing he doesn't want to do, but realizes the only way. He reaches out to the FBI, who's been after him for the longest time. And he cuts the ultimate deal of a lifetime. He basically, he asks the FBI to help them stop Diaz. Mm -hmm. And in exchange, he admits that he's the Green Arrow. Yes. Also in exchange for all this, he gets immunity for everybody else yep. and must now serve a life sentence. Yep. So Oliver ends up going to prison yes, and they does. find all this out in the midst of all the chaos and all the fighting yes. now also here's the big problem eventually the team arrow gets back together because mm -hmm. they realize divided they're not going to stop him also the biggest moment in the whole entire series quentin gets killed off the show yeah that sucked i was not i, I got I, got, I was like no i liked them too because he's been through hell so, and also, Sarah comes back. Sarah comes back. Who has been doing all the time traveling shit in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. 
which you know from all the crossover episodes and series that have yeah. been happening. Like, they had one where, I believe... Well, they did it with The Flash, did it with Supergirl. Like, there was a Crisis on Earth X, so they had to all get together and do it. And the crossover continues. It began on season three of Supergirl. Yeah. Then which it conc- is actually not that bad. Yeah, then it was season four, episode eight of The Flash was right. the, the episode after this. And then Legends of Tomorrow, season three, episode eight took care of the conclusion of this entire story where they hop through each of the shows yeah as a way to motivate people to watch all the shows so you can keep up with all the stories yeah, and everything yeah, else absolutely. I never do I just watch the part that comes up on Arrow yeah I've not watched the other shows and don't really plan to just I'm just not yeah. into them <laughs> I was thinking you might not like them I was like but you might like The Flash I know I can tell you probably won't like Supergirl because it is kind of gross but it has a good story The Flash The Flash is good You'll yeah like The Flash so everything gets crazy. And then, of course, you know, Diaz is now meeting with the remaining two, you know, quadrant leaders. <laughs> he kills one, makes the other accept him as the head of the organization. So now he's leading the whole damn thing. Yep. He's now running everything. And then, of course, he now has to go through all this final battle with Diaz to where Diaz is basically in hiding. Yep. So for the first time in an Arrow series. The main villain survives. The main villain has survived. Usually one villain lasts till the end of a season. So now Diaz is going to carry over into season seven. Yes. But of course, there's the one major moment, and that is Oliver going to prison. So we'll play that right now. This is the final moment of season six. Mr. Queen, why are you being arrested again? I have voluntarily uh, handed myself over to the FBI. Can you comment any further? Yes, I can. I am the Green Arrow. I realize that I've denied that claim with the same conviction with which I'm speaking now. I have let good people stand accused of things that I've done. Roy Harper is not the Green Arrow. Tommy Merlin is most certainly not the Green Arrow. These are two names on a long list of people who have given so much and sacrificed everything in the name of my crusade. Some of them gave their lives in the pursuit of one simple objective, to save our city. Star City still needs saving. Last night, we dealt our enemy a critical blow, but there is still work to be done. So I'm looking to the people of this city looking to my allies, to my friends, to my partners, and I'm asking them to continue, to keep fighting. I'm asking them to complete our mission, to save our city. Now, 
Oliver Queen is officially locked in jail. Yep, not just any jail, an Irish prison. Good yeah. luck trying to get the fuck out of there. Yes, so basically he is now serving a life sentence. Yes, he is. So now we know season seven's coming out, and yes. if you've seen the trailer, yes. you know that there's a lot of scenes from the prison in there. Oh, yeah. We know Cody Rhodes is going to be back for this season. Yep. He's been very excited about it, especially with Stephen Amell being a part of All In, the, yep. uh, the big wrestling show coming up. By the time this thing gets released, All In will have already happened, where uh, Stephen Amell's facing uh, Christopher Daniels in a match, which is great. Um, so it's going to be a lot of seeing Cody back in action. So here's what I'm intrigued about. Is season seven, what's going to happen next? Because yes. I feel like season seven has to be the final season. We'll see. And I'm going to tell you why. What else can he do? Yes. And based on that episode, Oliver has just announced to the world, I am the Green Arrow. Yes. So how is he going to be able to continue as the Green Arrow if everyone already knows? How are you going to have a vigilante show if everyone knows who the vigilante is? Very true. It's already been revealed. Yep. Everyone already knows. The writers have backed themselves into a corner. Yes, they have. Where they have no choice. Season 7's got to be it. Now, again, that's not confirmed. There might be a season 8. If there's a season 8, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with it. But here's how I feel about this. With season 7, there's three possibilities I can see. One, Oliver doesn't get out of jail till the final episode. And he spends the whole show in jail. That's number one. Number two, he's in jail for half the season and eventually gets out. Or three, Oliver starts the show already out of jail mm -hmm. and the flashbacks are what he went through in prison. Because like I said, they need new things for flashbacks. Yes, they do. Because for this season, season all they did was origin stories of the other people and things like that and other instances. They had very few flashbacks. For this one, if you're going to do flashbacks yeah. in season seven, what better way than to show what Oliver went through in prison? True. And have, like, you know, time gone by, so finally they get Oliver out of jail because they realize they need him. Or he escapes. Or something happens. Even though he's already said he doesn't want to escape. He already accepted the fact that he's staying in there. So, I don't know what this season's going to bring. Same here. And, see yeah, it's going to, it comes out, um... October 18th is going to be the you know, season 7 premiere of Arrow. And it's going to be very, very intriguing. I'm intrigued to see what happens. Yeah, I'm very intrigued because half the people in prison he put in there. Yeah, and we already saw from the trailer that he's already getting a lot of fights in prison. Yeah. So it's going to be one hell of a crazy series. But I will say overall, I enjoyed season 6 of Arrow. I think that was one of the better seasons. Yeah, it had a great villain, great stories, great emotion, and it truly put the hero in jeopardy. And it's leaving us with a whole season of a brand new villain. Because I seriously doubt... Yeah. So I think Diaz is probably going to make it to the end. He's not one of those villains that's going to die halfway through like most of them, like Caden James. You know, he only made it to a certain point, and then Diaz took over. Yeah. So I don't see that happening in Season 7. I think Diaz is going to be the villain throughout, and then the last episode of Season 7 is when Diaz is finally brought down. So that's how I'm seeing the season happen. But overall, uh, love Season 6 of Arrow. Yeah. Glad I got a chance to watch it. And definitely looking forward to Season 7 down the road. Yep, 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 yep. Alright, that ladies and gentlemen will wrap up the recap of season 6 of Arrow. We're going to take a short break here and when we come back, we'll get into season 7 of Arrow here on the Boochcast. So you guys sit tight, we shall return right after this. Too hard. I don't wanna leave. 
Hello, and welcome back to the Boochcast. During the break, we played the song The Other Side by Ruel, R-U-E-L-L-E. And of course, this is a song from the seventh season of Arrow, which we are covering here on the Boochcast. And obviously, I love this song. It was very, very emotional uh, for reasons I'm not going to get into right now because I don't want to skip ahead here on the season seven review. But I wanted you guys to at least hear this song because it is emotional. Now, granted, you're going to hear a little bit of it in a clip that we're going to play later on in this section of the review, but I wanted to throw this song in here in its entirety so you can enjoy it without having to hear any talking in the background. And that's as far as I'm going to go with what happens in that scene. And that was Ruel with The Other Side here on the Boochcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we will commence with
with the Season 7 review of Arrow. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, here to join me for Season 7 of Arrow is the man who got me into watching this show in the first fucking place. <laughs> Although I'm glad he did because I actually have enjoyed this show, genuinely. I had to get through the first three seasons on Netflix. I had to find a bootleg site to get to Season 4. So at first, I couldn't really enjoy the first four seasons because they kind of felt like work. Because I was trying to make sure I got to Season 5 so I could watch it on a more regular basis and not have to wait for it all to come out on Netflix. Fortunately, I got the job done. I made it to Season 5. I've been watching consistently on a regular basis since then. Now, of course, in addition to getting me hooked on Arrow, he has also been a massive contributor to this show. The only person I could realistically talk Arrow with. So glad to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Boochcast, the Woken Soulless Ginger. Zach Scott is here. What's up, dude? Dude, that is uh, the Woken Soul Ginger, Zach Scott. We are here today to talk about the one thing we've been trying to talk about for the last several fucking weeks. It'll be Arrow Season 7. Am I correct there, Mr. Vinibucci? Yes, you are correct, Mr. Zach Scott. And of course, um, just trying to get the schedules aligned, trying to get you to finish Season 7. Just it's a lot of work had to go into this, but <laughs> it's worth it because we're here now. Yes, we are. Alright, so um, I guess we'll just jump right in. That's alright, let's start rock and roll. Well, yeah, we, this one had 22 episodes, so yep. one episode less than the other six. Really? Yes, they took one episode off. I don't know why. And a lot of people are probably sitting there going, Boots, does it really make that much of a difference? Not no, really. No, not really. I'm just, hey, I'm just bringing in facts and statistics. That's what I do here, ladies and gentlemen. So, as we all know, when season six ended, yes. Oliver Queen had confessed to the world that he was the Green Arrow. Yes. He also gave all of his teammates immunity in exchange for him going to prison. Pretty much, yes. So, Oliver Queen is in jail. Yep. And his name's no longer Oliver Queen. His name is 4587. Yes, inmate 4587. Now, why? Well, the answer is simple. And I'm going to answer with a clip. This is the opening scene of the first episode of the seventh season of Arrow. can't help you. Run! Now! Now! You're brave. Oliver Queen took everything from me. I'm gonna enjoy taking everything from him. Morning, 4587. Beautiful day. I see that look in your eyes. It makes me go blind. Got me deep in secrets and lies. Storm in the quiet. Watch it.
colita, ¿vale? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how he got the name. 4587. Yep. No longer Oliver Queen. His name's 4587. Now, I know, Zach, you said a little bit of something towards the end there. Yeah, uh, come on, I gotta hear. I want to hear about this. In, in real jails today's, ladies and gentlemen, they don't really have the click, click. It's more like automatic now. They go, eh. And every time somebody's like, we'll come in fresh meat, or who's getting out, or they gotta go see the lawyer. I was like, that sounds way too familiar, but that's okay. Is that yeah. click, or you just hear loud, slam. Click and you hear the giant door locked, and you, you think you could break out of there. <laughs> you got another thing coming. Exactly. You gotta worry about the guards with the shotguns and the nightsticks. Have fun. Yeah, you, otherwise, you get like four warning shots in the head. Very <laughs> unfortunate. Oh, fortunate, my ass. But I'm just, no, I'm just saying. It, uh, obviously, this is the kickoff of the show. Yeah. Arrow's now officially in jail, and, and everybody hates him. Oh, yes. And Everybody hates it. Everybody's like, well, he's in his mind like, I have to be in a place where I put half the people in it. Probably the majority of them. That's right. He hasn't been killed yet. Well, that's the thing. This episode takes place. Oliver's already five months into his prison sentence. Yeah. Five months has gone by, and they're pretty much showing how he lives every day. He works out. He takes a shower. He, you know, goes to the mess hall. Mm. And for the most part, he kind of keeps to himself. Yes. And he doesn't let people piss him off or get upset because all he's trying to do is get to the point where he's eligible for parole yeah. and get out of jail. Pretty so he's much. keeping a head down. He don't want to get involved in nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, he's basically saying, whatever happens in the jail, I don't give a shit. I just want to get home to my family. We got you. Who, meanwhile, are struggling like crazy Yep. the whole time. Felicity's in witness protection. She's working out like a coffee shop type place. She's got like pink extensions in her hair and she's got like the piercings. piercings. I'm like, oh my gosh, she just got really much harder. She's oh, Felicity's fucking hot. Oh, I know, but she's looking, now she's looking like she has, she has to blend in with the hipsters in order to make sure she, 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 she doesn't get away. Any, hipster any day. That one guy was <laughs> at the coffee shop. That guy was working hard. Yeah. I was like, you oh, yeah. poor, poor bastard. You don't know who the wife, who's that wife. She was like, green hour. Oh, okay. Walk yeah. away now. She, she's got, she's a child bearing hipster <laughs> pretty much yes but of course as everything goes by um yes. we find out that they're, they're doing something different this season actually because at first usually in the last five or six seasons i should say we have seen our fair share of flashbacks yes that was a big thing for like the first yeah five this, seasons. this this wasn't really a flashback though this was more like a a flash forward flash forward a future a future flash Basically, it was uh, 20 years from what's been yes. going on here. And you see, like, William as a grown-up. Yeah. Grown as Mia girl is yeah. a grown-up. And you find out that they're half-siblings. Yeah. Because Oliver and Felicity actually had a daughter. 
and that was Mia. Yes. And you looked at her like, she is so much like Felicity. And oh, my God. Like, it's like, it's insane. It's a younger version of Felicity, but much more with a sarcastic fucking sense of humor. Now, obviously, Oliver tries to keep a low profile, yeah. but it doesn't work. No. Because Danny Brick tries to coerce Oliver into helping him, and him being stalked by Diaz's associates. Meanwhile, Felicity and William are trying to cope with witness protection. John Diggle and Ars continue hunting the fugitive Diaz, because obviously Diaz was never really kidnapped. He was shot off a roof. So Diaz is still at large. Gotcha. So everybody's doing their best to go find him. Meanwhile, a new vigilante appears on the scene, targeting criminals on their list, while also helping the city's poor. So she's trying to be like a female Robin Hood. Yeah, I gotcha. You know. Then, the rest of the team arrow don't trust Archer. Dinah Drake is determined to make an arrest, because she's now the main chief of police at the SCPD. So she's trying to do that while also, you know, trying to keep the vigilante life gone because now they can't do anything or they violate the immunity clause. Yeah, pretty much. And Oliver basically sacrificed himself to keep those guys out of jail. And then, of course, um, Williams also meets Roy Harper Mm -hmm. years later and then they're basically trying to help him find Felicity and find Oliver and figure things out and... Find out what the hell happened. Basically, yeah. And they're on Lee and Yu, which which, which blew up at the end of season five. Yep. So I'm surprised that island's still there. Like, what does it take to get rid of a goddamn island? Nuke it, but they didn't really nuke it. <laughs> they have to nuke it. Yes. And then, of course, um, we get introduced to these longbow hunters. Yeah, they're pretty badass, too. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, um, there's more shit with Oliver in the prison, and he ends up um, becoming friends with this weird nerdy guy. Name's Stanley. Stanley, yeah. So Stanley basically wants Oliver to protect him. Yes. You know, and eventually uh, Stanley gives him the intel he needs to solve certain problems and issues going on in the jail. And then, of course, uh, Oliver gets tortured psychologically. psychologically. With the use of drugs and electronic devices. Yes, with the intent on reprogramming his brain because he realizes he has to find... This guy in the prison, mm-hmm. and he's on, like, the level two, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Level two is, like, where all the crazy shit happens. Yes. So the doctor there basically trying to, like, reprogram his brain to make him think he's a criminal. Yeah. And accept his criminal ways. So for a period of time, he actually loses it all, and it's a secret facility below Slab Side where inmates are kept in inhuman conditions and mostly experimented on. And he discovers that Talia Al Ghul is the oh, demon. Oh, that's right. Because he's trying to find the demon. He reluctantly teams up with Talia to plan an escape. However, he decides not to escape himself to avoid having to spend the rest of his life as a fugitive. After collecting evidence of what happened in level two, he asks Talia to deliver them to Felicity, which she does, thus causing the facility to be shut down and Oliver transferred back to level one. Elsewhere, Curtis gets back in the field with Diggle and helps capture an international terrorist following a lead from the Zurich Bank. Curtis goes that Art is trying to get rid of the terrorist possessions and recovers a, a painting of Dante. Laurel plans to use the evidence that Oliver collected to plead for his release. Hmm. So, in the midst of all this, also, Stanley is accused of murdering a guard. Yes, he is. So, Ben Turner gets framed. Pretty much. Because Oliver thinks that Ben Turner was the one who actually killed him. Yep. They come to find out later, Stanley made the whole thing up. Pretty much. You know, just to get rid of some people. And then you realize, Stanley, you think he's this nerdy guy, but really, he's fucking crazy. He's a fucking mental institution. Oh, oh yeah. He's a human mental institution. Yes, like, he is. Get, Get the man some fucking therapy. Very true. Now, of course, how we know all this, of course, Oliver is involved in a lot of prison fights. Of course he is. And (laughs) there's one in particular, I believe. This was in episode three. Yes. And this is where he's trapped in this fighting room with Brick. And basically, Oliver ends up seeing some familiar faces. Brick is there. Samson's there, who, of course, was played by Cody Rhodes. Yep. And then, of course, um, you know, everybody else. So we're going to play this little clip right here. This is... Oliver in the first prison scene. Yep. Expected treat for you this evening. 
an epic once-in-a-lifetime matchup. Our champion, Samson versus the Green Arrow! I don't have time for this. Where are you going, Arrow? Well, you're way tougher than this guy. What do you say? Time for a rematch? Last time didn't end so well for you. This time, I'm gonna kill you. Gentlemen! Place your bets. It's gonna be a hell of a payday. <laughs> See, now that was actually fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yes, I did. He was like, don't do this. This isn't any well for him. Lo and behold, look what happens. Oh, yeah. Here's what I loved about it is the fact that, you know, Cody's arm is broken, but he can still fight. Yeah. 
And this is the thing that people need to remember, and it's one of the things I remember from the previous seasons, was at one point he was fighting Sansa, and he, he says, you can't hurt me, I don't feel pain. So he cuts his Achilles heel, which uh-huh. is a horrible, horrible thing to watch. Horrible yeah. thing to watch, uh, just in general. And he basically says, just because you can't feel your tendons being sliced doesn't mean you don't need them. Mm-hmm. So just because you can't feel someone breaking your arm doesn't change the fact your arm is broken, you can no longer swing it. Pretty much. So he's sitting there, and he's giving the chance. Yield! He goes, never! Breaks, Breaks the other arm. arm. Like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. If somebody broke my arm yeah. and has my other arm, yeah. I'm giving up. Yeah. I'm giving up. You know why I'm giving up? Why's that? How the fuck am I going to win with no ones? What, am I going to river dance on his fat head? Do I, do I, do I you can't do shit. <laughs> That's all you can do. Like, all you can try to do is just headbutt him. Headbutt or kick, but you kick. But you know the thing when you kick, you kick like, you kick like somebody who's naked in the shower and just got discovered. You're like, eh, get away, get away, get away. It just oh, doesn't well, I work. I don't want to look at another dude in the shower in the first place. I meant if you sneak in on a guy, yeah, like, oh, yeah. going after him. I don't mean, plus, and plus, Zach, you know in prison, everybody sees each other in the shower. You just don't there's walk. No, yeah, there's no fucking <laughs> shower stalls. Walk around the same way, too. It's like, you just go... Just get out. Well, some locker rooms. When I was in high school, our locker room had uh, shower stalls in it. Ah, oh, lucky you. Yeah, but when we showered at away yeah. schools, they didn't have any. Yeah, that's that was like. And this dude, and it, yeah, and this dude was like staring at my dick, and it was like weird. <laughs> like, dude, look at Vinny's dick. He's like, why are you looking at his dick? Like, I realized how quick that joke changed on him in our feet. I was like, why are you looking at his dick? You don't even talk in the shower. Not girls here, man. Exactly. <laughs> and, and even, if, even if dudes do talk in the shower there's no eye contact <laughs> no, you're, you're looking straight ahead and you're soaping yourself up and it's like so zach what time are we going to see the movie <laughs> i don't know Vinny. maybe eight o'clock <laughs> eight o'clock are you sure i don't know i mean we still got another workout left no that's okay i think if we just just gonna stay quiet the whole fucking time <laughs> yeah, pretty much you are a dumb wow Wow. Sorry, boys. It's my fault. I haven't given him the proper home training. He ain't housebroken yet. I'll take care of it. But... Uh, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, so, finally gets back on level one. So now we find out Stanley accused of murdering the guard, claims his innocence, all that shit. Then we find out that in the flash forwards, Roy reveals the clue they found on Lee and you was the mark of four, which Diner recognizes, which is apparently involved the um, the team, yes. Team Arrow. They had these like mark of four, four into brotherhood to always yeah, stick together. Absolutely. And William Roy learned that before uh, her apparent death, Felicity had become a criminal, taking on her father's mantle as the calculator. Yes. So we find out Felicity's actually a terrorist. To which, a certain extent. Yeah. Well, the whole thing kind of develops in the fact that she created the whole, um, you know, Archer program. Yeah. And it just got so out of control. And, and she was doing all these things to protect herself because she was vulnerable. Yes, she was. Dealing with, you know, the issues with, you know, Arrow and everything else. And I'll play this one scene right here where, you know, this is when Oliver is already out of prison. So I yeah. should probably play the prison stuff first. Yeah, play the prison stuff first. Okay. Like. But so anyway, now we now find out that Diaz is inside the prison. This man is doing everything he can just to make Oliver Queen's life absolutely horrible. He's more determined like he broke into a prison just to kill somebody in a prison. Isn't the object is to kill people and then get out of prison? He Ooh. killed people to get into a prison. That doesn't really make any sense. I'm just putting it out there. Well, yeah. Well, Diaz paid off the guards. He's oh, got yeah. all the money well, to get course. into the prison it's... because he wants to start a riot. So you see a cold-blooded killer offer you $30,000 to turn and walk and run away. I'm like... Bing! 
<laughs> but I'm just saying, he's he literally breaks in, causes a riot. Yeah. All now all the prison guards are getting attacked by the yeah. criminals, and now Oliver's face to face with Ben Turner. Yeah. And Ben was basically trying to tell Oliver that he had turned his life around and everything else, and yeah. about his son and everything. And Oliver's kind of feeling, you know, maybe he's okay about trying. it, you know, because Oliver he tries to see the good in most people. Yes. He tries to anyway, but sometimes he can't. Sometimes he can't. So, you know, sometimes he can, sometimes he can't. So, what he does is, now the prisoners are all starting to riot. Yep. Oliver's face-to-face with Turner, Mm -hmm. and this happens. This it is. Deal with Argus doesn't mean with some kind of team. Did you hear Diaz? He's killing hostages. You said I was wrong about you. You said you've changed. Prove it. The only way to the mess of all is through cell blocks. It'll be ten times worse in there. This place is already a powder keg and it's about to blow. It's the only way to mess up. convince them to gather up the guards. Listen, a few of my buddies have already died. It's like Diaz is killing them for sport. How many inmates in the mess hall? Last I heard, around 30. Are you good to walk? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Take them to the panic room, and I'll meet you at the commissary. That's time for a snack. If we're going to fight our way through 30 inmates, we're going to need weapons.
Now that was an awesome prison fight that scene. Was, yeah, that was. You see Turner, who's before he went to prison, was this badass dude. He didn't care for anything. All of a sudden, he comes like he becomes a model inmate. And I'm like, this ruthless-ass motherfucker became a damn model inmate. And Turner came up and helped Oliver out. Up yeah. And saved some of the guards and everything else. Yes. So basically, they attack. They release all the prisoners. Yeah. yeah. And what's ironic is one of the guys they freed mm-hmm. was a guy who basically was a dick to Oliver the entire time he was in prison. Yeah. Yep. Just been a jerk. He's one of those guards that thinks that all prisoners are fucking animals and don't deserve redemption. And or they actually want to, he wants to punish them his way. Or exactly. Like, yeah. like he's one of those guys that's like, yeah, yeah. He'll take the billy club and beat the shit out of you without hesitation. Pretty you much. Get, he's one of those cops where if you give him a reason to use excessive force, he'll give a, he'll, he'll use, use excessive force. Yes, but he's also one of those cops where even if you don't give him a reason, he'll just he do it just for the hell of it because he genuinely hates prisoners. Of course he does. But now he's kind of seeing a change of heart because Turner's about to take him to the panic room and then they're going to go get some weapons so they can go take down Diaz. Yes. So of course Diaz now has he's got complete he's got, control of the whole prison. Yep, he's got, he's got everybody tied up like basically killing them for sport. Basically, he wants to like destroy all of her queen so bad that he yeah. just well, that's the thing. Sure will. The thing about Oliver is he wants to save people. Yeah. And he knows that nothing drives Oliver crazier than when he fails to protect somebody. True. Like when Tommy died. Yeah. How that fucked with him. When Laurel died. When Sarah died at one point. Every time somebody around Oliver dies, his mother, his mother, everybody, he blames himself because he felt I couldn't save them. And it's just, it weighs on him. And Diaz knows that. So knowing that, he's like, I'm going to kill these prison guards. Knowing you can't save them. Very true. That's why he was going after Felicity. Because he knew if he could get rid of Felicity, Oliver being in prison, not able to protect her, that would make him suffer before he killed him. Yep. So now, Diaz has control of the prison, and Oliver finally confronts him. Planning some kind of light show? Something like that. It's nice to know someone hates Queen as much as I do. Boys, if I hear him, I'd still be running Star City. Yeah, me too. He's a cockroach. He refuses to die. to come to my party. Let those guards go. I told you. The only thing I wanted was to see you suffer before you die. You're not going to get what you want. for a long time. We'll get your shots in while you can. Because I'm going to see to it that you spend the rest of your life eating your meals in a spot just like this. I promised myself I'm never going to die in prison. I'm going to take you with me. Are you sure about that?
and charcoal. Whoa! Crispy Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Crispy Cody That's, Rhodes. Like, he just went fully engulfed in flames and flipped over that damn thing. Pretty much. This is me, or just like this prison fight scenes feel like I'm playing a two person video game. Pretty much. Bit. Like the way that him and Turner just move around that prison, yeah, take everybody much. out. Or you're this small, you just go in there and just beat everybody up. Yeah. I mean, literally, these fight scenes got better and better oh, and better. Oh, yeah, they do. And then, of course, saving the prisoners' lives and Diaz now setting the place on fire. Like, this guy is fucking relentless. He just wants to kill him. He, he genuinely wants to kill Oliver Queen. And like, just make him, like, suffer, though. Yes. And then he's promised himself he would never die in prison. But we're going to get to that, though, yeah, in a moment. Just momentarily. Oh, yes. But first, I want to say, great fight scene. Great oh, yeah, absolutely. Here. And then we have Oliver and Diaz, the, the final, final battle. Battle. And, courtesy of Mortal Kombat, fight. What you have in common, huh? What you say or think? Felicity. You know, she tried to kill me. She put a gun right to my face. She was about to pull the trigger. I don't believe you. It's not her. It is now.
Well, that was a hell of a fight. Yep, it was a hell of a fight. Basically, uh, <laughs> Diaz was gaining them on the whole time, and all of a sudden, stabbing head he- dives, massive headbutts. Headbutts him, and like just, just bam, bam. picks up his butt, just closes the gate, and walks out. I was like, touche there, Oliver. And that was all that needed to happen. We didn't need any dialogue. We didn't nope. need nothing. Diaz just laying there, knowing that he lost, and he's locked no up. No speech. It's like, in his mind, it's like, he came after a kid, my wife, me. Okay, you're dead, dad. Walk away. Yep, pretty much. But Oliver still won't kill. Nope. He's trying very hard not to be the killer. And he is shocked because Felicity did, in fact... Put a gun to um, Diaz's face. Yeah, yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, Felicity's basically at a point now where she can't defend herself anymore. No, she can't. She has to learn because yeah. she's accepting the fact that Oliver, at that time, may not get out of prison. Yep, very true. So she has to be able to protect her family, you know? And it's just one of those things where you can say you're against guns all you want. But they can't at like... some point, you're going to want one. Have one around. It, and it takes a traumatic experience to make you realize that, but at some point, you're going to want a gun. And I think Brick, in this scene, would have definitely wanted a gun, because in the midst of all the crazy shit that went on, yeah, from Oliver and Turner fighting in the prison, the final battle with Diaz, Samson going up in flames. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What happened to Stanley? I have no clue what happened to Stanley. Stanley? Really? Yeah, Stanley like, seemed to disappear throughout all of this. A lot. He was nowhere to see, but... Oh, oh well, wait a minute. Well, wait, right here. I believe we found Stanley. We have? Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're the only way out of this place is through the morgue. But you don't have to be dead. Actually, I think you do. Shouldn't have been so mean to me. So, Stanley was hiding in the laundry basket the entire time. Pretty much. And then kills Brick and escapes through the morgue. And said this quote, The shit have not been so mean to me. I was like... That... See, that, ladies and gentlemen, right there, that's why bullying's wrong. Yeah. B- bu- bullying is bad. It bullying is bad. bad. It's bad. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. That's what I always used to tell people all the time when I would see horror movies or serial killer movies. They think that the, you know, the lesson is if you expose kids to this, they'll be violent. It's like, no. You learn a lesson watching those. What? Don't pick on the weird kid. Don't pick on the weird kid. And also, always the drunken slut cheerleader is always the first one to get killed with her tits flaying out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. First is the black guy, then the girl. They always get. They always go after the brother first in the movies. It's him, and then then they get the slutty cheerleader, and then the virgin's the last one standing. The virgin is the last one standing. Keep that in mind. Versus the belt, all the the drunken cheerleader's bullet boyfriend gets killed, and the nerd gets the drunken cheerleader at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the drunken cheerleader lives. It's because she eventually going to fuck the nerd for saving her life. Pretty much. And that's your reward. Yes. Because they say one of the rules to survive a horror movie is you can't have sex how you survive the killer. Uh-huh. So your reward for getting the killer is you get the, you girl, get the girl who takes your virginity. Pretty much. So there you go. That's your reward. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Now he's got to make sure that there's no sequel. <laughs> Otherwise, you be fucked. Pretty much. Yeah. So Stanley got revenge on Brick because yes. Brick was so mean to the poor kid. And then, of course, Stan 
finally, he goes away for a little while. Yes. But he eventually does make a comeback. Yes. In kind of a single white female kind of way. The only difference is he's not cutting his hair to look exactly like Oliver Queen. But he basically kidnaps the family. Yes. Because he wants to be Oliver's sidekick. He wants Oliver and him to be friends. And he takes the friendship to a weird, creepy level. Which sometimes, that's the thing about being nice to the creepy kids sometimes. There are moments where it can turn on you. Yeah, very true, very true. Yes, and the worst part is, in horror movies, there's two types of bad guys. There's the gang member and the hillbilly. The difference is this. The gang member will kill you. The hillbilly will keep you. Locked somewhere. (laughs) And held hostage. And then eventually Oliver fights his way out. And Stanley, I think... He got paralyzed, and then there was a miracle that he was actually demented as hell. Like, Like, he was like cuckoo in a head like he, okay this guy needed to be locked up in a straight jacket on a loony pills yes and it just becomes one random shit random ass crazy and then, ass shit and then eventually they get rid of him yeah Oliver takes him down saves the family yeah. and then William decides to go live with his grandparents yes because they realize you know, he was just, just always in danger exactly and Oliver didn't want to do it but not at first but well, then William well, didn't realize this is probably the best way for him to like, get everything yeah. take care of one more time exactly well that's the thing Oliver doesn't want to lose his son no He's afraid that if he that if he allows them to go live with their parents, he may never see him again. True. That's like the fear that Oliver has. But he realizes, you know, it's the only way to keep my son out of danger. Pretty much. So, so sometimes you have to make that tough decision as a yeah, parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where, okay, I need to send him to a relative's house until yes. I get my shit together. Very and true. then go get him back. As long as you eventually go back for them, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as a bad thing. Nah. You know, there are some parents that do it because they just suck at being parents. Some do it because they legitimately have no choice and they got to figure it out. So it's kind of an emotional thing right there. Yes. But what we were saying before was Felicity is now becoming Second Amendment crazy. (laughs) Oh, trust me. Amendment numero dos is now her favorite amendment. Pretty much. And if you need proof of that, a vigilante breaks in. Yes. And tries to attack Oliver and Felicity. Now, this is the... this in mind. Oliver's just now out of prison. Yes. Trying to adjust to life outside of the jail and everything and getting his family back. And this happens. Very true. Hey. Hey. Sorry, I'm late. It's okay. Still getting used to you coming home at all. How'd things go with Fuller? Max Fuller is hiding something. Do you mind looking into it? Of course. Hey, you just came in the front door and none of my security measures triggered. You sure? Doc gives you okay, we'll take him into the station for questioning. In the meantime, we'll go through his effects, see what we can find out. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Oh, hey, just a bit of advice. Yeah. Probably shouldn't be shooting people your first week out of prison. It's a good tip. Yeah. He must have somehow countered my alarm by sonically hacking into the sensors. Felicity. That is a design flaw that could take weeks to fix. We need to talk about no, this. No, we need to be safe. The security system was supposed to bring peace of mind. You mean like owning a gun? Yeah. Where'd you even get a gun? Your new best friend, Laurel? Of course not. You got it from your ex-best friend, Anatoly. You... what? I've barely been gone seven months, and you've aligned yourself with two of the most immoral people that we know? Oliver, you don't get to judge me. You just shot a man in our living room. Something you've done a million times. Hey, this isn't you. You don't obsess over security. You certainly don't carry a gun. This is me, Oliver, not because I was influenced by Laurel or Anatoly. This is me because of you. You were the one that decided all on your own that you were going to sacrifice yourself, leaving your son and your wife alone at home as sitting ducks for Diaz. And the best part about the whole thing is that you didn't even ask us how we felt about it. I've already apologized for this. I don't know how many times you need me to apologize. What am I supposed to do with an apology, Oliver? I'm just supposed to move on? While you were gone, I had to figure out how to survive. And I am glad that I did because the old me she was weak. How could you possibly think that? The old she was the person I fell in love with. Wow. She's gone. And she's not coming back. So that right there pretty much springs it all. Pretty much, yeah. But I can understand when it comes to Felicity getting a little more violent than she usually is because she, look who her husband is, for Christ's sake. It's not just that. She said it herself. She had to find a way to survive. Pretty she much, had to yeah. protect her family because Oliver decided to sacrifice himself and go to prison. Which I can understand why she was upset with him too. Well, and, yeah. uh, well that's the thing. Of course she's going to be upset. Oh, yeah. Why would you want your husband to go to jail? Well, well she understands why he did it too to protect her. Because she yeah. doesn't go to prison. She said, well, we can have a parent on the outside. Yeah, exactly. Because the truth is, you know, the FBI, they yeah, wanted Oliver the most. They couldn't accept the fact that he had moved on from who he used oh, to be. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't accept the fact that he had saved the world More countless time. fucking times and this is the thing she gets he gets stabbed he loses his mom he loses everybody no not just that he loses his mom it's the fact that no matter him. how much he's done they still can't trust him no they can't which becomes a story now obviously oliver now he ends up joining the scpd yes and becoming an official deputy Yes. Now, eventually, they get to change the laws a little bit where they can work within their own parameters. Yeah. They try to coexist with the SCPD, but they can't. No. Because it's, the whole thing becomes one giant dick measuring contest. Yes, pretty much. Because the SCPD doesn't like the fact that the vigilantes are better at doing the job than they are. Yeah. Because vigilantes, unless you don't go about rules. Yeah. Like a cop. They gotta go by rules. They gotta go by, it's right for the defendant, even though the defendant just killed like five people. And the metadata was like, well, I don't say anything. Why can't we just beat the shit? Well, rules are rules. I was like, it seems to work when you threaten to chop off a hand or two or hurt them very severely like they want to do to you. But that's just me saying that. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. And that's the thing. Also, it's interesting now because Oliver, now that everybody knows he's the green arrow, yes. he doesn't wear a mask anymore. No, he don't. Doesn't wear the hood. Just goes out there and just fires his bow and arrows like normal which I think honestly that takes a lot of the pressure off yeah it does 
You know, he doesn't have to worry about yeah. having to quickly disappear from a crime scene. He doesn't have to worry about what if somebody finds out who I am. And then, and then he's trying to do it the right route. He's kind of like the Batman of a... Uh, exactly. He's trying not to kill. Because you look at all these comic books. You look at the two main ones in DC. Batman is one of the biggest ones. Does he kill? No. Obviously. He, and he, he knocks, knocks people out. out. He doesn't kill. He, he doesn't kill. He, he does everything he can he not to. not a murderer. Exactly. And also, they, they've expanded on that in a lot of other series. I remember one time Batman finally had this breakdown. Yes. It was it was, one, it was a Jason Todd movie. Oh, yeah, Jason where Todd. Where Jason Todd has the Joker, and he wants to kill him, and Batman said him not to. And he said, after everything he's done, after all he has gone through, why are you still hell-bent on not killing? And Batman explains, it's not just about not wanting to kill. It's because I don't want to become him. Yeah. Batman says, if I start killing now, it's a slippery slope that I may never come back from. Very true. And he knows that because of how traumatized he was. And Batman knows if he starts to kill and he gets that feeling for it. He won't stop. Yeah. Now, obviously, he won't stop. Like, obviously, innocent people won't die. But he'll be killing everything left and right. It's a slippery slope he'll never come back from. Very true. Oliver barely came back from it. Very true. That's why Batman doesn't do it. Yeah, true. Because he knows he'll become. He knows what he's capable of doing. It's like a guy who's like, I can't have a little bit of cocaine because I'll know all over. I'll, all over <laughs> I'll the shit out of it. So get that shit away from me. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of person. And that's why I was kind of surprised that this wasn't the final season. Yeah. But I now know with eight coming up, once Oliver revealed to the world that he was the Green Arrow, you had to end it. Pretty much. Arrow can't go on. No, it, can't. it really can't. But I still thought that was really cool when like Felicity just pulls out that gun. Yeah. My husband asks you a question. She, he gets up. She shoots. You know what that means? That means she is now officially the Han Solo of Arrow. <laughs> Why is she the Han Solo of Arrow? Because she shoots first. <laughs> you know it, Felicity. She will shoot your ass first and ask questions later. later. Which does build up to her becoming, you know, the calculator and the terrorist yeah. and everything else. That's why she's like saying, the woman you married, I'm a different person now. Yes. And eventually, you know, she she became everything that she had to be and she stopped. Eventually they find out Felicity's alive, but Oliver is dead. Yes. In the flash forwards. And, you know, William and Mia start to get to know each other. Yep. And then Mia is actually friends with John Diggle's son. Yep. Which... Becomes a problem when she bo- finds out later. Hey, like, oh, that's John Diggle's son right there. Yeah, and, and we they have like kind of like this like really tight friendship. They like to hate each other. And she's like, "Screw you! You help them." It's like we're trying to find your dad, aren't we? And help your mom. Well, no, that well, they had the love hate when she found out that she, he was part of the vigilante group and that John Diggle wanted him to protect yeah. her because of how close of a friendship they all had and everything just coming together. And of course, you find out Will is gay, which <laughs> threw me for a loop. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Me neither. I- I'm fine with it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, William being gay really didn't change anything. It was just like, huh. It was just there. I was like, okay. You're just like, like, okay. Um, Because I guess they're probably thinking, well, you know William's gay. I'm like, is it going to affect his character from being able to save the world? Yeah. No. No. I'm good then. Yep. So like, I-, I-, I don't know enough about Arrow to know if that isn't canon. So I'm just <laughs> running with it. Pretty much. I've never, I'll be honest, I did not know about Arrow until you introduced me to this show. So I have no fucking clue. I don't know what's canon and what isn't. Pretty much. I'm naive to the whole fucking thing. So another cool moment we got to talk about is we mentioned, um, we mentioned that Diaz. Yes. We got to cut to this real quick. Diaz said, I made a promise to myself that I would never die in prison. Yes. Well, Diaz is in the prison. Yes. The prison's been somewhat rebuilt. Yes. You know, obviously Ben Turner's still in there, but the prison guards are nicer to him now because yes. he saved their lives. 
That's that weird, awkward thing. They still have to kind of treat him like a prisoner. Yeah. But they're not as dicky and abusive as they know he's in his life. Yes. But they still got to do the whole, all right, Ben, you got to put the cuffs on, got to yeah, walk absolutely. into the mess hall. But instead of being like, all right, inmate seven, eight, nine, ten, get up against the wall. Now they're just like, all right, Ben, come on. You know, this is just procedure. Yeah. We don't want to do it, but we got to. It's our job. And Ben's like, ready when you are, Sergeant Pembry. By the way, if you know where that's from, you're awesome. <laughs> do you know where that's from? No. You're not awesome. Anyway. I know I'm not doing well. <laughs> so now Diaz is in his, like, uh, you know, solitary confinement, holding cell kind of place. All of a sudden, though, the door opens. Yes. And let's just say, I'm, I have one word to describe this scene. Holy moly. That's two words. <laughs> Mine is karma. Karma! Oh yeah, karma. What are you doing here? Diaz is set on fire, fire and killed in the prison. Yep. He's sitting there dying in prison. Lo and behold, right there. He just didn't die in prison. He got he burned to death in prison. I wonder why that's karma for him, Benny. Do you know why that's karma for him? I, I think I have an idea. Should I give my theory? Yeah, go ahead. Let me get the theory. All right. I think it's because I think last season he tracked down the childhood bully from that orphanage he yeah. grew up in. And I think he set the dude on fire. Didn't yeah. He? Did he set the guy on fire? Yeah, he did. He was like on his knees. Yeah, but begging for mercy. Even Laura goes, Okay, this guy is psychotic. Even yeah, Laurel too was like, Eh, don't know if I like this. (laughs) So to see him get set on fire was amazing. True. Uh, Very entertaining. A great way to kill off Diaz. Now, of course, briefly, he did kind of a suicide squad thing with Argus for a while. Yeah, he did. But then they found out he betrayed Argus. Yes. They sent him back to jail. And there was actually this one scene where he breaks out, kills everybody, and actually kills Curtis at one point. You're like, oh my God. Then you find out the whole thing's a simulation. Mm -hmm. It fooled me. I don't know if it fooled you or anybody else. But then at a while, I was like, now see you take off. Like, oh, okay. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We killed Curtis off? You killed off Curtis? Curtis. Isn't that kind of a hate crime? Yeah, I think so. I'm just saying, if you kill off the black gay guy, I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just no crickets. No feel crickets. It's just no crickets. It's just cricket. So, of course, after all this, we have another major flash forward with Star City 2040. We find out that Renee is the mayor of, um... The Glades. The Glades, yeah. But he finds out that he's also working in conjunction with certain people to, A, trying to stop the vigilante program. But then he realizes the guy's going to kill the Glades. So he rejoins the vigilante group and they try to infiltrate and get inside and figure out everything. And eventually Felicity's able to use her technology to eventually stop the Archer program and completely kill it off. Yes. But before we get to that, what Arrow season would not be complete without its fair share of crossovers. Very true. Obviously, Arrow works in conjunction with The Flash. Yes. And Supergirl. Yes. And sometimes Legends of Tomorrow. 
Yes. So the first one was on The Flash Season 5, Episode 9. Yes. So if you follow The Flash, you can go there. Yes. It concludes on Supergirl Season 4, Episode 9. That's where Part 3 is. Yes. Now, as far as The Flash goes, I'm probably not going to watch that. But as far as Supergirl goes, I'm debating it. Some people are telling me that I should. It's okay. I'll look it up. So now we have Elseworld Part 2. Now, in this one, the boys head to Gotham City. <laughs> this time, Batman. Mm. is involved in all this. And apparently, we've had an incident where Oliver and Barry have switched bodies. Yeah. So now, Oliver is the Flash, and Barry is the Arrow. Mm. And you get to see him in these goofiest costumes. <laughs> it looks like a Comic-Con guy with a Flash 1980s costume. Like, you ever see somebody dress up as a superhero and they have no business looking like a superhero? Yeah. That's how Stephen Amell looks in a Flash costume. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love him as the Arrow. At Oliver Queen, he's tailor-made for. Yeah. But a Flash, he is not. No. He is not. Uh, if they casted him in the Flash, it wouldn't have lasted the first season. I guarantee you. But there's one thing I found most intriguing about all of this. I think it's hilarious and I find it extremely entertaining. I got you. Wait till you hear this shit. Mm. So, you're you. And you're you. An immortal Egyptian, aliens, parallel Earth Nazis, I have no idea why I'm even surprised at this point. I'm still trying to figure out if this is more like Freaky Friday or Quantum Leap. No, if this were like Quantum Leap, I'd only look like myself in the mirror. Yep, you are definitely not Oliver Queen. We think that the red skies and these lightning strikes have to be related to whatever happened to Barry and Oliver somehow. We need you to solve this somehow while we're in Gotham. No problem. I mean, Argus has all the best analytic toys, but what we really need is a pattern recognition algorithm. And unfortunately, Felicity isn't. I called Felicity. Wait, wait, you called Felicity? Yeah. Okay, right, well, I guess that makes sense because technically you are her husband. I'm confused. I've been summoned? Yes, thank you for coming. Of course. Things might be fraught between us, Oliver. It doesn't mean they're not going to show up. They are? They are? They are, yeah. Which is... sad. So, um, this lightning thing, uh, could you help me out with that? I can kind of show you kind of what I'm thinking? Yeah. Okay. okay. So why didn't you tell Felicity? Well, because we tried to tell everybody at Star Labs and it didn't really go over so well. Felicity and I have enough problems as it is without introducing body swapping. We thought we'd just let her think everything's normal and that Barry and I are solving another problem. If you find out how this lightning thing relates to whatever it is that we're dealing with here, can you please tell us? Copy that. Hey, this thing isn't going to be permanent, is it? I hope not. Jinx. Uh, Barry, there's something I'd like to discuss before we go. What's that? That you probably shouldn't go. What? Oliver Queen is a public figure and an infamous vigilante. If you are in Gotham City, you're attracting the type of attention that we don't want. No, if, if Gotham can handle the Batman, they can handle the Green Arrow. But the Batman's an urban legend. Wait, you don't believe Batman's real? He's not real. He's an urban legend concocted by the Gotham Police Department to scare criminals. I'm the original vigilante, okay. Barry. If you guys are done fooling around, Actually, you know what? Could, could you pull that thing up? Because I'm like, you my identity's not public, and I'd like to keep it that way. This isn't your real face. It might end up being my real face if we don't sort this mess out, so could you? Happy? Ecstatic. Apparently, you guys aren't done fooling around. Well, I guess I'm running along. 
Oh, man, it's so awesome. So this is Gotham. Doesn't look so tough to me. Where's Oliver? Huh, I don't know. I guess he's still getting the hang of it. <laughs> We're still getting the hang of it. All right. All right, so how do we find two people in a city of 1.6 million? There is a radio personality named Vesper Fairchild. She knows everyone in Gotham, and I know her. She was doing an expose on white-collar crime back in the day, and I wanted to persuade her that Queen Consolidated was above board. So you slept with her, right? No, I... I don't know. You really got around back in the day, didn't you? Oh, one time Oliver cheated on his girlfriend with her sister. Hey! What? Oh. What? You did? Well, depending on this past relationship with this woman, we might have to come up with a plan B. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Guys. All right. Take a look at this. You still think he's a myth? Yeah. So, that man's real. Okay, there's a lot of things we need to talk about yeah. here. First of all, apparently Oliver doesn't believe in Batman. Batman. And he's the Green Arrow. He's like, after all the crap you've seen, you don't believe in the Batman? I mean, this is a guy who has dealt with aliens from an alternate universe. He's dealing with a soon-to-be evil Superman. Mm -hmm. And to top it all off, there's, like, Nazis in this dimension. They've dealt with, like, you know, Oliver's alter ego or alternate person being the leader of a Nazi group. Yep. Like, Hitler's right-hand man and shit. <laughs> He's seen all of this, uh -huh. but Batman couldn't yeah, possibly be real. be real. No Batman, really. Yeah. He'd be concocted by the government as a conspiracy to scare criminals. And they're just like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute here. Hold up. I am the original vigilante here. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, Oliver looks like such a geek in that Flash <laughs> costume. And then, of course, Barry does the ultimate. He reminds us all that he once cheated on his girlfriend with her sister. <laughs> He's like, Barry! <laughs> Did you sleep with her? Uh, well... I don't remember. Well, like, man, you got around a lot. I was like, yeah, you have. No he clue. did. Well, that's because this is the thing they had to remind the audience of. Before Oliver became this superhero and this good, kind-hearted person, he was a billionaire playboy. Yes, he was. He was a spoiled brat. Yes, he was. He would drink and just bang lot random girls and literally had no direction in his life. Pretty much. Until his dad died on the Queen Gambit. Yep. And speaking of the Queen's Gambit, yep. this play is a role. Yep. And what we're doing here, we discovered that there is another arrow yes. going through, attacking everyone. Uh, Renee seems to be the only one that befriends this person. Everybody else is kind of like going after her. It. And then you discover that her name is Emiko Queen. Hmm. And that she's Oliver's half-sister. Yes. Because they have the same dad. Yes. But apparently the dad wanted nothing to do with her. Yes. Because the dad used to be an asshole. So as revenge, she was about to find out that the ship was going to sink. The Queen's Gang it was gonna sink. She went to warn him, but when he basically disowned her, he kept the information to herself and the ship sank to the bottom and yep. she decided to do nothing about it. And then she decided to ruin Oliver Queen mm -hmm. by basically framing him for more like murders and shit. Yes. And also, one incident where they're all being questioned and being told they're criminals. And look, this is the part of the show that bugged the shit out of me. Okay. Because look, I understand when Oliver first became the hood. Yes. 
the cops are going after him. Yep. He was killing people. Yes. He was basically saying, you either turn your life around, you either do the right thing, or I'm going to kill you. Very much. Which, I'll be honest, it didn't have a lot of bad results. No, it didn't. <laughs> it was actually a pretty damn good plan. Pretty was. Plus, he was killing rich people. Pretty sure he was. How often do you get sad when rich people die? No, Not really. Uh... So it worked in that regard. Now, obviously, he turned it around, was done killing people. But even though he got framed for a bunch of shit, he cleared his name. How many more times does a hero have to save your city mm -hmm. before you finally realize he's on your side? <laughs> I mean, look at everybody that has fucked with Star City. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Merlin. Died. Damien Dark. Died. Raz Al Ghul. Died. Diaz. Died. Samson. Died. So many different, countless people I can't even think of the name. Anatoly. Died. The, the, the leader of the Bratva. Died. Anatoly, I think, is, is someone. No, he got tortured into Sandy. Finally. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got poor badge. I, I mean, look, not Anatoly. I, I liked him. Oh, yeah. At first, they did because they found out Anatoly was helping uh, Felicity. Yes. She, she got on the gun and helped train him. And then eventually, you know, when Oliver got out, Anatoly did help out a bit here and there before he finally decided to leave. Yes. Go back to Russia. Mother Russia. Yes. And then, of course, you know, Tommy Merlin makes a return. Yes. To help Oliver deal with Emiko because Oliver is convinced now at this point that Emiko is beyond saving and that he's ready to kill her. Yes. But Oliver, you know, t basically allows her to escape. Yes. Because Tommy talked him out of it. Yes. And then, of course, you know, we finally get to the final episode uh -huh. where this time it's the Ninth Circle. That is the yeah. villain. Yep. And we find out that all these other fights taking place and Emiko eventually realizes that she doesn't want to be a killer anymore. So the Ninth Circle turns on her. They kill her. All this other craziness yeah, happens. Going, Cuckoo, bye, and then eventually Emiko's dead. But yes. Oliver manages to stop the Ninth Circle yes. and save the world once again. Once again. For how many times? Not one. Not two. Not, not seven three, times. But not four. Like yes. what? Like seven or eight times and you want to lock this fucker up. Yeah. And then, of course, after the escape, mm -hmm. Felicity and Oliver invent the Mark of Four before leaving Star City, yep. you know, to form the bond again. And then they go hide out yep. in a secluded area where Mia is born. Mm -hmm. Then the Monitor appears, yep. who was in the Elseworlds, demanding oh, this Oliver part made me hold freak. up to his end of the deal. Where basically the deal is, if Novu yeah. agrees to spare Barry and Kara mm -hmm. because they slow down time, spinning around the Earth in opposite directions, basically yes. messing everything up, Novu demands them Oliver in exchange. And the answer is, he wants him to go fight this war. And unfortunately, Oliver realizes that he's going to die in this war. Mm -hmm. But he has to fight it in order to save humanity. Yes. He saves the world, but dies in the process. So he basically says goodbye to Felicity mm -hmm. and, you know, leaves and does everything. We're going to play those clips in a minute. And then Felicity creates a computer virus that me and William upload to destroy Archer. The older generation leaves the younger in charge of protecting the city. They finally retire. Mm -hmm. And after a moment with her children at Oliver's grave, Felicity leaves the monitor to reunite with Oliver at a place of no, no return. return. So basically, they find out Oliver is still alive. Yes. Felicity's going to be with him. Mm -hmm. And now William and Mia are basically on their own. Yes. So they have that moment where now they get to move on with their lives. Yes. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to play those two clips. But before we play those two clips, there's one other story we got to talk about briefly. Yes. And I, we're jumping around here a lot, folks, but trust me, we're going to get to everything. Yes. Also, when they were framed for that murder, mm -hmm. they found out that it was Roy who did it. 
Ah. But it was because they found the Lazarus pit and Roy had died. Mm-hmm. So they revived in the Lazarus pit. And you know when you're in the Lazarus pit, there's a period of time where you can't control your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a moment where you're adjusting. So when they find out that Roy did it, the team, the younger people on the team, yeah. want to kick Roy out of the group. Mm-hmm. And this is what Oliver had to say about that. Two innocent people are dead, and we're covering it up. Donna, if someone on this team goes down, this entire team goes down. He's absolutely right. And if Pollard knew the truth, we would be sitting in lockup while the city rehashes whether vigilantes are a threat or not. Which would free Emiko up for evil plan B. But Roy's not a part of this team. He's been gone for months doing who knows what. With due respect, you don't know what he's been through. Roy is and always will be as much a part of this team as the rest of us. Except the rest of us don't go around killing innocent people. Not as horrible as that was. Let's not lose sight that we stopped an attack tonight. And we framed Emiko for murder. Emiko's a murderer. A murderer who's the leader of the Ninth Circle. And as long as she is out there, this city will remain under threat. I hope we can all agree on that. Yes. My search algorithms are up and running. Might actually be a good time to ask Roy what happened. Pretty sure I already know. That wasn't Marakuru. No. How'd it happen? What do you mean? How'd you die? How'd you know? You, Thea, and Nyssa left here over a year ago in search of Lazarus Pits, and I have not seen bloodlust like that since Thea was resurrected by one. recognition puts Emmy code in an abandoned building a few miles outside of Star City. Any background on the building? I mean, you name it, it's been it. Hospital, shipping warehouse, manufacturing plant. I mean, it's had more owners than a Fortune 500 company. Which means it could be a cover for something. Yeah, something being the Knife Circle's headquarters here in Star City. 
Emiko's there. Yep. Which is all that matters to us. We're going after her as a team. Are you sure? We got your back. Oh, hey, Dinah. Thank you for wiping that security camera footage. I could not get there before the cops did. I thought that was you. There you have it. And pretty much, they weren't happy with that at first, but then realized he's part of the team, and it was an accident because he was just messed like, up. As one of those things, was like Roy's just as much as part of this team as anybody else. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not getting rid of him because no. Roy's one of the originals. Yes, yes. He He's not a guy that you just drop away, especially when they know this is something outside of his element. And also, Oliver understands because Thea went through the same thing. Yes, she did. He had that uncontrollable bloodlust thing. Now he's starting to control it, and now the team is backing him up, which is good, because yeah. Oliver made them realize, hey, we can't throw him away. He's part of this team. He's part yes, of the Brotherhood, is. you know? And Oliver always looks out for Roy, because he knows how much Roy cares about Thea. So mm -hmm. it's just natural yes, to, go, to go through all that. And, of course, you know, Felicity finding out about the tape and Emiko having access to the tape, which she makes public, mm -hmm. thus destroying Roy, thus putting the vigilantes back on the chopping block and just creating more chaos that I don't think need to be there. I'm sorry, I don't feel like we need to keep seeing the vigilantes constantly having to remind people they're good for the city. Yeah. It was fine the first couple seasons. After a while, you gotta stop that shit. Yep. Write something fucking new. <laughs> Come on. Get something better than always having to be cops hating the vigilantes. Pretty there much. has to come a point where you let it go. Yeah. Has to come a point. Yeah. And I felt that we were past that point. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you on that. It just didn't need to happen. So now I'm going to play these last two clips mm -hmm. right here. And um, this is the one where Felicity and Oliver are now in this secluded area. Mm -hmm. The fight's already over and they're going somewhere to, to take care of Mia. Yes. Now, obviously, Will is not with them. He's still with the grandparents. Yeah. But they talk to him from time to time. And here's the interesting montage that happens here.
Well, me became a little badass. Yeah. It is the thing that's kind of funny and ironic. What? You ever thought you'd see the day where a guy and his current wife would have a kid, uh, and they would bring in the dude's ex-wife to teach her how to fight? No. In a way, that is technically what happened. Yeah, it is. Because Oliver and Nessa Al Ghul were married yeah. when Oliver became the new Roz, and then eventually he marries Felicity, so technically their ex-wife is teaching her how to fight. Yeah, that's, don't you find that just a little bit odd? Here's the thing. It wouldn't be as odd if he had the child with the first wife. Then yeah. it wouldn't be as odd. But if you had the child with a new wife. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's kind of weird. But either way, who better to teach you? Yeah, this Al Ghul yeah, is, a badass, yeah. is a badass bitch. So, great moment right there. Yeah. Also, you know, obviously Oliver's gone because yeah, all the time. Yeah, he's is, gone. You know, because he... Or is he? Or is he? But yeah, is he? we do find out why he's gone. Yeah. Now, I know we already brought it up, yeah, but I just did. want to play the clip for the hell yeah. of it. You know, love seeing the fight scene with uh, Mia and Nissa and everything else and the training, but here's the emotional moment and the final part of this great season. or a hive or the night circle or the end of the freaking universe I need you to make me a promise yeah okay no matter what happens to me no matter what you need to do everything in your power you keep William and me safe I will keep them safe but wherever you go, whatever happens to you, you'll never leave me. On our wedding day, you told me that I was the best part of you, but the truth is, we are the best parts of each other. And that is so much bigger than the freaking universe. When I came back to Star City to start my mission, I didn't think that I was capable or deserving of love. And you opened up my heart in ways that I never thought were possible. My only regret is not telling you I loved you sooner. No regrets. Tell me that I love her every day. And I know that she will grow up to be smart and as beautiful as me. I will find you. Okay. I promise. Thank you. 
ready. Where I'm taking you, there is no return. I have waited a very long time to see him. I'm ready. Now that's how you end a season. Yep. Very true. I was like, I saw that part. I was like, after all the hell those two people gone through, and this is how it has to happen. They still can't be left the fuck alone. Poor bastards. Jesus, being a hero kind of sucks. It really does. Like it really <laughs> like, does. You always want to kill me. Well, no offense, you. You kind of put them in prison, but they're breaking the law. But they still want to kill you. Doesn't matter. You can go to Mars and probably still find you. Here's the thing: is that this whole thing's gotten crazy. The question is season eight is gonna be it yeah and there's only gonna be 10 episodes which is i find odd like i said i think it's because they just want enough episodes to really tie this thing together and yeah wrap it pretty up. much i don't think they can do much more of it there's no one else to fight mm. nope there's not i don't think you could find a better battle no. i don't think you could find a better anything and if you do it's got to be one that can end in a readily fashion but i feel like this is oliver and felicity finally getting together and i feel like by the end of this season there needs to be that happy ending yes it needs to be over oliver needs to be able to hang up being the green arrow and give it to Mia. Or they can just go the Sopranos route. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Don't ever say that. No. Don't stop believing. It could be worse. What? They could go the Game of Thrones route. Oh, no. no. Oh, God. I, I'm going to say this real quick. I, I, I'm going to bring this up. <clears throat> Season 8 was so abysmal that if I had taken your advice and binge-watched all seven of those seasons leading up to that final season, yeah, I would good. punch you in the face every time <laughs> I saw you. You to watch it, though. Still every good. T- for the rest of our lives, <laughs> I would punch you in the face every time I saw you. That's how fucking terrible that eighth season was. It was Thank God. I only saw bits and pieces of it, but oh my God. Hopefully, Arrow does not go that route. I, won't lie I will be though. mad <laughs> if they fuck up season eight. Because season six seven was so damn good. Yeah, it was. Oliver spent a healthy enough time in prison. He did. It wasn't rushed because a lot of people thought that he was going to be out of prison and the flashbacks would be him in prison. Yeah. Which I would have liked. True. They had gone that route. Yeah. They gave him about seven episodes and they took him out which is good. He didn't spend half the season in goddamn jail which True. is good. So they had a great Elseworlds story you know, the carry on. I think Batgirl is going to be thrown into the mix in order to replace this because Arrow is going to leave after the next season but overall I would say season seven did well. It did very well. I think I like it better than six. Yeah, I did too. I felt the stories were better. Everything was more passionate, more emotional, especially since there was no guarantee there was going to be a season eight. True. And I think ten's enough. Yeah, I think so. I feel like the reason they're going to 10 is because that's what Netflix is doing now. Yeah. So I feel like to compete with them, they're doing shorter seasons when they have the opportunity. Yeah, I hear you. So I think it's going to be a great thing. But Yes. Overall, we hope you guys enjoyed our, yes. um, our Season 7 recap of Arrow. And since we are at the 2 hour, 32 minute mark, that means we're going to have to wrap this up for this week. But don't worry, we will be presenting the Season 8 review of Arrow next week here on the Boochcast. We will wrap this up it is digitally remastered for those of you who weren't listening to us during the soundcloud days you can check it out here so in the meantime in between time make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. we are on anchor spotify 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash TheBoochCast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. Join us live for the biggest party of the summer. And of course, we'll have our live D&D show coming soon, our BoochCast booking battle and a special project in the works. Also, you can support the BoochCast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the BoochCast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WB Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99 and bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans that are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes right back into this show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe there's going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over. When it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza baby! Well I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye to